Welcome to the dollop. I, each week, Dave Anthony, tell a story from American history to my friend, Gareth Reynolds, who knows nothing about it. God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary, Gareth. Is Dave okay? Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Missing done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> All right. We don't need that anymore. We don't need that anymore. It's terrible. Scat. You just literally said scat in your scat. Yeah. I think that's a no-no. Yeah, no, it's a double scat. <laughs> Putting the scat system on trial with this one. Scat, 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 scat. Breaking out scat doors. <laughs> um, so, uh, February 11th. 1847. Every time it starts with 18, I get nervous. <laughs> it's, not a good, it's not a good century. Thomas Edison uh-huh. was born in Milan, Ohio, a small village outside of Cleveland, the youngest of seven children. Okay. Three of which died before he was five years old. Jesus Christ. You know, that happened back then. There's a lot of falling down. That's why you had to have seven. Yeah. You, had you wanted like a nuclear like, family. You'd have to throw eight at the wall and hope two right. stuck. You'd get like a 50%. Yeah. Cool. Good time. Uh, his father made shingles and his mother was a school teacher. <laughs> when you said shingles, I thought you meant like the skin wouldn't, problem. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> if that's what he made. I'm the creator of this issue. <laughs> this issue. When I founded shingles, I create afflictions. Um, I'm sorry, what did his mother do? She was a school teacher. Okay. Edison had an abnormally large head. And it is said <laughs> oh, no. that doctors feared he might have brain trouble. Because of his giant dome, he was not allowed to go to school for a few years. What? Just because he had a big head? And when he finally did attend for a short time, it did not go well. So, I mean, it, was it just because kids were. <laughs> I just think they were like, I don't know, that, that doesn't look right. No, he shouldn't be in school. That thing could pop. <laughs> I love how. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not that it would mean that he's smarter, but that never crossed anyone's fucking mind that he could maybe, with a bigger head, have more fucking brain. I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is, but it's clearly bad. I just no. Keep that one out of school. He's what got do a you big mean? Head. He's in class. My God, get him out of you. See the size of his head. Uh, when Edison was six, he saw a goose sitting on her eggs. And then watch them hatch. Okay. One day soon after, Thomas went missing. Okay. After an anxious search, his father found him sitting in a nest he had made in the barn, filled with goose eggs and hen's eggs he had collected, trying to hatch them. <laughs> okay, so now I know what the big head thing is. <laughs> Don't let him in school. <laughs> a couple years later, he went with... <laughs> what do you like... <laughs> What is your face as a parent like when you're like, my boy's trying to hatch hen eggs uh, on his ass? Just like, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. This one's broken. I don't think your ass is warm enough, Thomas. They're going in my bottom. <laughs> a couple of years later, he went with the son of the wealthiest man in town to swim in the local creek. Soon after they got into the water, the other boy disappeared. Young Edison waited around for half an hour or so. And then, because it was growing dark, went home confused and lonely. I mean, even if there's not anymore, that's a great little tale. He seems pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, but well, he, it's dark. He didn't tell anyone what happened. That's... A couple of hours later, the missing boy was being searched for, and an anxious man came to Edison to ask questions <laughs> yes, to Thomas. Sure. And Thomas explained what happened and thought he was somehow implicated in the disappearance. The creek was dragged, and the body was recovered. Oh, my God. So he had a little bit of trauma. Jesus. But what kind of idiot is like, yeah, oh. Where'd you go? Okay, bye forever. Where'd you go? It's getting dark. Come up. It's getting dark. Come uh, up. Uh, hurry. I got to go home and try to hatch eggs, hen eggs under my ass. <laughs> Another time he built a fire in a barn, but shockingly, the flames spread so rapidly that the barn was completely destroyed. Okay. So now I think we're, school's not for him. <laughs> and this big head is a problem. 
It is a red flag. <laughs> but who, like, if there's one thing that burns, it's a, it's a Lighting barn. Lighting a fire in a barn. It's like, yeah. fucking. You're dumb. I gotta light this pile of gunpowder on fire and see what happens. <laughs> it's <laughs> ball burning and blowing up. My next trick will be shooting a gun at this man. Oh, no, he's hurt. Uh, Edison escaped the fire, uh, but he was publicly whipped in the village square as a warning to other youths. Don't set barns on fire. Don't be dumb with big heads. He was a curious young boy and was full of ideas. One time, he talked a boy employed by his family into swallowing a large quantity of Sidlitz powders. I'm going to guess that's not a good thing to swallow. Early Alka-Seltzer. Oh, okay. Oh, my... (laughs) (laughs) He knew the powder would create gases in the stomach, and he thought they would blow the boy up into a human balloon. Okay. (laughs) All right, so... So he thinks life's animated. Then he thought the boy would float away. Okay, Dave. (laughs) Or be able to fly. Dave. Now... It did not work. Oh, what do you mean? This boy didn't turn into a balloon and float? Uh, the boy became very sick. <laughs> Most balloons do before they get yeah, big and There's probably a lot of pain and farting. And Edison was soundly punished by his mother. She didn't recognize that he was trying to make a balloon man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, that was probably his worst invention. <laughs> In 1854, the Edisons moved to Port Huron, Michigan, where he went to public school for a total of three months. His teachers referred to him as addled. Okay. Addled is uh, defined as unable to think clearly, confused, or rotten. (laughs) This one's rotten. (laughs) Have you seen the head on it? (laughs) He's got a big rotting head on that neck. God, look at that head. It's like a bruised fruit. Uh, then he was homeschooled by his mother. Always a good sign. Hom- yeah. And all homeschool kids are well adjusted. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't sit on eggs. And the seller of the Edison homestead, young Edison soon accumulated chemical equipment and created the first in a long series of home laboratories. Okay, so let me let me just ask you this. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of bad things he's doing. He's lighting mm-hmm. barns on fire. Yeah, terrible he's, he's He's a friend died and he didn't want to tell anybody he, he, he didn't know you and they're letting him have a basement with chemicals in it yeah okay he began experimenting in his lab when he was about 10 years of age starting with parker's school of philosophy an elementary book on physics he tried about every experiment in it from such work came an early familiarity with the nature of electrical batteries and the production of current in them okay at 12 years old, in 1859, he got a job selling newspapers on the trains of the Grand Trunk Railroad between Port Huron and Detroit. Okay. On the train, Edison soon found opportunity for his favorite hobby. Hurting the, people. <clears throat> the, <laughs> by proxy. Turning people into balloons. <laughs> Ballooning humans. The baggage, car was, the baggage car was divided into three compartments. One for trunks and packages, one for mail, and one for smoking. In those days, no use was made of the smoking apartment because there was no ventilation. Oh, good. The smoking apartment was then turned over to young Edison. Just turned over? Uh, yeah. Have a good time, kid. All right. Well, this, this area is for an 11-year-old to do whatever. <laughs> there we go. That's fine, right? <laughs> We're the worst train company ever. Hey. <laughs> hey, uh, Lou, this kid wants to just have this uh, smoking area for himself. Sound good? So we're just going to let him do that because yeah. we're really dumb. Yeah. We're okay. St- we're st- amazingly stupid. All right. Cool. Uh, <sighs> he had plenty of spare time on the two daily runs and found the time to transfer his laboratory from the cellar and recreate it on the train. Okay. All right. All right. I think here's a good time for me to stop you. No, hold uh, on. No, no, no. Uh, you hold on. Uh, <laughs> so now they this boy uh-huh. who's very troubled in a weird way or just uh, he's dumb a definite weirdo a real weirdo now gets to put whatever chemical lab he yep. wants this 11 year old 12 well, 11, 12 at this point he's clearly a bond villain right yes <laughs> obviously this is the origin a, story he's got a lab on a train <laughs> He has a fucking train lab. <laughs> He's 12. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just uh, want to be clear. Thomas soon had his lab equipped with a huge variety of equipment. <laughs> Just a terrible idea. One day, 
<laughs> not a good start already. <laughs> this day is not good. The train violently lurched. As a train would be expected to fucking do. <laughs> because it's a train. Yeah. This is why. Part of the deal. This is why all of the, uh, like, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory is not on a train. Yeah. <laughs> Laboratories on trains. He's a boy. Who? Is nobody in charge? <laughs> a stick of phosphorus fell to the floor and burst into flames. <laughs> the car caught on fire. Really? The conductor rushed in with water and put out the fire. But he was displeased. Yeah, why? Uh, on the arrival at its next stop, Edison and his entire laboratory were tossed off the train by the angry conductor. But before throwing him off, the conductor beat him on his ears. Beat him on his ears? From this incident, Edison became partially deaf. For the oh, rest of Jesus. his life, he was very hard of hearing. Jesus Christ. Deserved. I don't know if he deserved a deafening. Well... I mean, Look, something, he's trying some, to slow the kid down. Break the fucking ears of the person who was like, yeah, go for that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go back there and, and have phosphorus, whatever the fuck you want back there. Maybe they thought he was going to paint. <laughs> Can you imagine a conductor when he was like, sorry, what the fuck is this? Is that a boy with a lab? What the f- Get the fuck off of the train. While working for the railroad, Edison's, Edison became very interested in electricity from visiting telegraph offices. He built the telegraph line between his home and a friend's home with common stovepipe wire. Okay. Edison knew a bit about static electricity, so he decided to experiment. He tied two, he tied two cat's tails to the wires. What? Then attempted to rub them together. Now, <laughs> cats are not... Now, you know cats. Yeah. Cats are not big on that. No. They don't like to be tied to things and they don't like to be rubbed together. Their tails are extremely <laughs> sensitive parts of them. They don't like tail business. He abandoned the experiment after being badly clawed. <laughs> Is it safe to call that an experiment? I mean, he, he tried to tie two In my next experiment, I will rub cats together. In my next experiment, I'm going to kick this dog. He doesn't like it. Noted. The telegraph line was eventually pulled out by a stray cow wandering through the orchard. Uh, we'll just leave that line alone. Does the sh- Edison was not the only boy who enjoyed electricity and cats. There was another. Oh, God. Nikola Tesla was born on July 10th, oh, boy. 1856, oh, in modern-day Croatia, to an Orthodox priest father on their family farm. Oh, boy. His mother was an invent- inventive homemaker who created appliances such as a mechanical egg beater. Wow. So this family, okay, I'm super into. You, we like this family? Fuck yeah. Okay. A fucking mechanical egg, egg beater I'm in, just in 1856? Yeah. No, the that's, fuck out of here. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you later. She was from a family of inventors. Both her father and grandfather created numerous invented inventions for household, agricultural, and other uses. The family owned a horse that one day had saved the life of Tesla's father. The horse did? The horse did. Okay. Okay. Saving the life is... Okay. It's a loose interpretation of events. No. While on a ride, the horse threw the father off when it became frightened. Then the horse ran home and led the family back to where the father was. Okay. So they they said that was saving his life, even though he had caused the right. initial... Still pretty cool of the horse. Pretty cool because the horse was like, oh, God, I almost killed that yeah. guy. I should go get some people. It must be so... Gr- I mean... I, obviously, when a horse comes back without the man, you are like, uh, that's not good. We, the, the it's horse? never good when a horse comes back okay. without a man. I, no, am I crazy? Wasn't there a man? On, wasn't right. Dad on that horse? Hey, wasn't there a Larry on this? Because <laughs> that's just a horse. <laughs> so they love the horse. Uh-huh. Magic horse. Magic horse. horse, right. Every day he's like, oh, hey, horse, there's yeah. my horse. Okay. Who's my horse? Yeah, okay. Then the horse kicked and killed Nicholas' brother. I'm sorry? <laughs> Then the horse kicked and killed Nicholas' brother. The magic horse that we love. The well, life-saving horse. This is also the same horse that flipped the dad off. And then saved his life by walking back to where he was. I mean, he couldn't save the boy because he had already killed him. So now we've got a... I guess now we broke even? <laughs> a wash, right? Even horse. Right? Now uh, he's just a regular horse. <laughs> now, uh, the boy, uh, Nicholas' brother, was incredibly smart. Okay. Much more so than Nicola. Nicola's parents were uh, inconsolable. And whenever Nicola did something commendable, his parents would get sad about his dead brother. 
Oh my god. Well, we'll talk about a real win-win that, situation. That is quite an upbringing. Do, do me a favor and don't do anything right ever again, Nikolai. <laughs> it makes me sad. Why, mother? Because it make me think of your brother. I built an engine. <laughs> I miss your brother. <laughs> Look, I've got straight A's. He'll never come back. <laughs> You're not him. The family cat introduced a young Tesla to electricity on a dry winter day. A cat did? I'm telling you. So what the... Okay. The great... The greats. The, yeah, the, what, the Mount Rushmore of cats? <laughs> the Cat Hall of Fame? Quote, as I stroked his back, I saw a miracle that made me speechless with, with amazement. The cat's back was a sheet of light, and my hand produced a shower of sparks loud enough to be heard all over the house. Static. Static, right. Most kids would be like, cool, but Nick Nicola was like, I'm going to harness this for the service of man. And I would be like, ow, <laughs> bad cat. That cracks and hurts my hand. That, don't pet him. He's an electric cat. He then started experimenting with June bugs. He would attach as many as four of them on a spindle and transmit their motion to a large disc attached and create power. Oh, was, uh, how, what? I don't know exactly okay. what that's saying, but he's okay. attaching the June bugs to something, and, and there's there's a, a disc, a wheel, uh huh, and, and they're make, making and it they're move. making it move. Right. These bugs would continue whirling for hours and hours. They were probably he probably just attached them to something, and then they would try to fly away. Probably, but they're also lighting up. I mean, they are June bugs, so they're, oh, they're right. li- they're, June bugs light up. Yeah. Oh. Okay. His experiment was going great until a strange boy came and ate the June bugs alive. What the. <laughs> And enjoyed them as though they were fine oysters. What? <laughs> Look, this was just a strange time. I mean, oh, wow. <laughs> if only that had been Edison. Just, and this would be the greatest story if that was if Edison. If that was Edison, this is done. <laughs> he came over and ate them. Oh, man, those are like oysters. Bye. No, I actually was doing I something. I gotta go eat rocks. <laughs> Okay, strange. Uh, or as I call him, lobster. I'm eating my fingers. <laughs> French fries. The disgusting sight of the boy eating the June bugs killed Tesla's endeavors, and he was never able to touch a June bug or other insect again. Jesus, he took it really hard. <laughs> well, wouldn't you? No, it's I'd get terrifying. through more June bugs. Fuck that, that kid could come back. I'm, well, in my world, I want that kid back eating oyster <laughs> June bugs. Oh, these are good bugs. <laughs> these are good. I like them. I'm rich. That, okay, bye, Tesla. It would be great if that boy went on to be something famous. <laughs> yeah, or he, was, he just like was like, and that boy was Hitler. Uh, now meanwhile at 16 years old thomas edison began working with the u.s military telegraph corps okay he was there day and night sleeping at the office his boss said he was engrossed intensely in his experiments and scientific reading but totally indifferent to his duties as operator (laughs) he pretty much just stayed in the cellar Experimenting, so fire him. Yeah, like what? What is happening in the world? One, one, pe- one fucking employer's like, yeah, go do experiments in the lab. Yeah. This guy's like, yeah, go ahead in the basement, just fuck around, <laughs> whatever. What yeah, what happened to working the job? <laughs> You'd have been great as a comic back then. <laughs> uh, next, Edison spent five years traveling around the middle of the country. As a wandering telegraph operator for hire. Most of the time... That must be a really lonely job. It's Oh, God. Anyone need wire? (laughs) Wire anyone? (laughs) Most of the time he was monkeying with the batteries and circuits and devising things to make uh, the telegraph work better. He also relieved... He also relieved the monotony of office work... By fitting up oh, the boy. battery circuits to deal with the vermin that infested the premises. Oh. He so, created in the cellar what he called his rat paralyzer. Oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> catchy. A very simple device consisting of two plates, insulated from each other, and connected with the main battery. And They were placed so that when a rat passed over them, the front feet on one plate and the hind feet on the other... The circuit was completed, and the rat departed his life electrocuted. But he had to step on both plates? Yeah, the rat had to run and step on both plates at the same time. I mean, you really are a dumb rat if you're like, <laughs> all right, position properly for walking. Oh! Now take note of who started killing animals first. 
Edison. Uh huh. Yes. Take note. Yeah. Okay. Edison moved to Boston in 1868 and began to change his profession from telegrapher to inventor. He received his first patent on an electronic electric vote recorder, a device intended for use by elect, elected bodies such as Congress to speed up the voting process. Uh huh. But when he showed it to the lawmakers in the Capitol, they said, "We don't want to speed things up. We like everything slow." <laughs> he was like, "Ugh." Like, but I did. But no, it's better. No, we don't want better. By the way, weird head. Also, your head's very large. <laughs> also, your head is very straight. Can you hear me? No, I won't. I won't eat Elka's out there. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so his invention was a commercial failure. Edison then resolved that in the future he would only invent things that he was certain the public would want. Okay. Of a telegraph office he worked at in Boston, he said, "The office was literally loaded with cockroaches." Of which came after the lunch. These were such a bother on my table that I pasted two strips of tinfoil on the wall at my desk, connecting one piece to the positive pole of a big battery supplying current to the wires and the negative pole to the other strip. The cockroaches moving up the wall would pass over the strips. The moment they got their legs across both strips, there was a flash of light and the cockroaches were turned into gas. Jesus. So he was basically exploding cockroaches. It also sounds a lot like he reinvented the rat paralyzer. <laughs> he did, but he put it on a wall. Now for roaches. But also just the sound and the smell oh, of the office. Was, they turned it into gas. That's a, that's pretty scary. <laughs> that's the, they didn't die. They turned into gas. They became vapor. <laughs> they would become steam and uh, go to the sky. And then you breathe them in. <laughs> you think much better. <gasps> the June bug kid was like, oh, man, I love that smell. I'm hungry for, this ought for to be oysters. This ought the June bug guy was just following everyone around. <laughs> Get him in more of these dollops. This automatic electrocuting uh, device attracted so much attention and got half a column in an evening paper that the manager made me stop it. <laughs> wow. All right. Hey. Thomas, quit turning cockroaches into gas. Enough. It's really, anything good was punished, and anything bad, they looked the other way. Because you'd think that'd be good. Yeah, but it's also fucking gross. Yeah, but it's, I mean, like, if there's cockroaches everywhere. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, Tesla was getting a formal education. (laughs) He went to a preparatory school where he got in some some strange boy stuff. I'm sorry? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read a passage. Oh. A quote. Okay. A little nervous. I attained the unique distinction of champion crow catcher. I would go into the forest and hide in the bushes and imitate the call of the bird. In a short while, a crow would flutter down into the shrubbery near me. After that, all I needed to do was throw a piece of cardboard to distract its attention, jump up, and grab it before it could free itself from the bushes. In this way, I would capture as many as I desired. But on one occasion, when we left the forest, thousands of crows had gathered, making a frightful racket. In a few minutes, they rose in pursuit and soon enveloped us. The fun, <laughs> fun lasted until all of a sudden I received a blow on the back of the head, which knocked me down. Then they attacked me viciously. I was compelled to release the two birds I caught and was glad to join my friend who had taken refuge in a cave. So he's, he's in Game oh. of Thrones. <laughs> me. He was in a crow tornado. Young Tesla. A tornado crow. Yeah, he lived in a Game of Thrones world. What? I don't know. And I like how it was like, I mean, they're they're pecking at me so hard I might have to release their friends. <laughs> the thing I didn't want to do. But also crows are like, give us our buddy back. Yeah, get on the crows. So Tesla's a weirdo. Yes. Yes. Tesla was fascinated by a description of Niagara Falls. And he told his uncle that he would go to America and put a big wheel that would be run by the falls. A boy can dream. Yeah, sure. When he was 10, he entered secondary preparatory school. There he became fascinated with the demonstrations and experiments performed by the instructors. He was obsessed with math. He enjoyed doing it in his mind as well as on paper or on the board. That's to each his own. He lived with his aunt and uncle while at school. It was a nice home, but occasionally the river would rise and rats would be driven into the buildings. Tesla within the rat herd and received the title of rat catcher. Okay. Cool. So it's cool that so far Edison and Tesla have in common uh, cats and uh, rats. Yeah. Yep. 
Big big players. <laughs> if only Edison had a crow thing going on. Tesla wanted to be an engineer, but his father wanted him to be a priest. Oh. At age 17, Tesla contracted cholera and made an agreement with his father. If he survived, he would be allowed to attend the renowned Austrian Polytechnic School at Graz to study engineering, which he did. Okay. Great bet, though. Yeah, I'm sure it's real comfortable for the dad. Hey, if I live, can I go to engineering school? Yeah, whatever. Just live. Yeah, please live. All right, I plan on living. At the school, he would work from 3 in the morning until 11 at night. Seven days a week, no holidays. He got the highest grades. When he went home, his father was not impressed. After his father died, he discovered his professors had written to his father saying Nicola was going to work himself to death. So he had some work issues. Yeah. He liked work. When Tesla was 17... Uh, his thoughts turned seriously to invention. He discovered that he could easily visualize something and build it. Later, he said his devices always worked without, its ex- without exception. One day, he was walking in the park with a friend when he had an idea like a flash of lightning. He grabbed a stick and drew diagrams in the, sound, in the sand. Okay. What he had drawn ended up being the alternating current motor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> His friends over there like, I made a bear. <laughs> Come eat some of these oysters. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. June Bug and the Inventor. Can you, I mean, if you were with him, you're like, dude, just do it when you're home. <laughs> Go. I want to play ball. Come on. Tesla uh, then got a job at the telephone exchange in Hungary. He made so many improvements that his manager sent him to a position in Paris. In Paris, he worked with Charles Bachelor, who was a close friend of Thomas Edison. Okay. And others. He told them about the alternating current motor. One American offered to form a stock company. Tesla had no idea what that was. He spent the next few months working on power plants where he used, uh, that were used for lighting uh-huh. around uh, Germany and France. And they were all based on Edison's patents. Okay. Because Edison had continued inventing in Boston. He invented a new improved stock ticker and moved to New York. He was paid 40000 for it. He used that money to set up a laboratory in Newark, New Jersey in 1871. At 24, Edison fell in love with, six, with a 16-year-old who worked at his company. Easy to do. Easy, yeah. Mm. Sure. God damn, you're, you're fresh. <laughs> he married her but was disappointed with her. Quote, my wife... Dearly beloved, cannot invent worth a damn. Oh, Jesus. He's got high standards. That <laughs> he needs an inventor. How are you not inventing? <laughs> I, I made a pie. Yeah, that someone else told you how to make. <laughs> you shithead. Yeah. From the spring of 1876 to 1886, Edison lived and did his work at Menlo Park, a parcel of land he purchased 25 miles south of Newark that became Edison's home. With a laboratory building, a glass house, a carpenter shop, a carbon shed, and a blacksmith shop. His big invention was the phonograph. Mm-hmm. In 1877, it made him an international celebrity. He was known as the Wizard of Menlo Park. In 1884, his wife died, apparently of a drug overdose. Edison tried to revive her with an electric shock. So he tried to do Frankenstein. Yeah. He, he probably, the rat, he was like, get her on both these plates, <laughs> bring her back. She could just lay on both these plates at the same time. Are you going to bury her? No, I'm going to fill her with Alka-Seltzer. No, I'm going to turn her into gas. That's how she'd want to go. It's just out like a gas. (laughs) Bye, hon. All right. Uh, He moved to New York City with his three children. A year later, married 21-year-old Mina Miller. He was 38 at the time. All right. Yeah. All right, uh, right, Tommy. Using the fame, right? For a guy with a big head who can't hear, he's pulling. What's up? I'm famous. (laughs) In the 1890s, he would write to her, you and the children in the laboratory are the most important things in my life. <laughs> you and the children in the laboratory. <laughs> what a great love letter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love you, the children in that place I like to hang out in a lot. I love you like I love that lab. <laughs> God damn it, woman, you're like a beaker. <laughs> you're a beaker that I can fuck. I love you, baby. <laughs> You remind me of copper wiring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now listen to me. I'm getting all turned on you know over I mean? here. You can hold a charge, baby. <laughs> Edison had a son, Thomas Alva Jr. Edison expected his son to follow in his footsteps. The Edison Jr. Steel and Iron Process Company was formed with Thomas Jr. as a principal stockholder when he was just 20 years old. Okay. I really thought you were going to go low age on that one. No, <laughs> I we were five. Like three, yeah. <laughs> 
Thomas Sr. was outraged at how his name was being used and ordered his son to stop. He thought his son was scientifically illiterate and being taken advantage of. The Edison Chemical Company, which had already been sued by Thomas Sr. for the use of the Edison name, then recruited Thomas Jr. to give them legitimacy. After renaming itself the Thomas Edison Jr. Chemical Company, Thomas Jr. became vice president and began adding his own inventions to the company's already dubious offerings. Good Lord. His Magno Electric Vitalizer was advertised as curing paralysis, rheumatism, and other incurable complaints. And what was it? Just like a rock? Yeah, it's almost just a douchebag. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> this will cure. Para- you won't get paralyzed. So. You, want, you want to get rid of the rice? Also, uh, yeah. Put this stick in your hand. Here you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like my dad. <laughs> Aren't I? <laughs> this hat cures dandruff. Here you go. Wear it. My, have you heard of my daddy? Drink this alka seltzer. You can fly. The company also sold Wizards Ink tablets that would dissolve in water to make ink. And advertising played up the Edison name by describing their product line as coming from the young brain of Thomas Edison Jr. Oh, my God. With the new products being billed as the latest Edison discovery. I don't know why I just keep picturing Julian Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it more like Charlie Sheen? (laughs) Yeah, okay, sure. Thomas Sr. was furious and wrote to his errant son to halt any association with the company. In 1902, Thomas Jr. agreed to give up all future rights to the name Edison for the purposes of obtaining money. That's a quote. In return for a monthly allowance. He signed all commercial rights to the name. So he was just going to keep being a douchebag. And then his dad decided to just pay him him off. To just like not be his to to be his son less. To not fuck up the name. Yeah, yeah. He had other kids, but he didn't get along with his other kids. How are you making money now, Tom Edison Jr.? <laughs> well, uh, actually, don't call me that, and that's how. I uh, kind of black- blackmailed my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad pays me to not be associated with him. How are you? Yeah, my dad, uh, my dad pays me not to be a dick. It's pretty cool. Tesla, on the other hand, would never marry. He thought women just wanted to make themselves like men now in dress, sports, and achievements of every kind. The nerve. <clears throat> Quote, the world has experienced many tragedies, but to my mind, the greatest tragedy of all is the present economic condition wherein women strive against men, and in many cases, actually succeed in usurping their places in the professions and the industry. This growing tendency of women to overshadow the masculine is a sign of deteriorating civilization. Practically all the achievements of man until now have been inspired by his love and devotion to woman. Woman's independence and her cleverness in obtaining what she wants in the business world is breaking down man's spirit of independence. The old Jesus, the old fire he once experienced at being able to achieve something that would compel and hold the woman's devotion is turning to ashes. Jesus Christ. Lighten the fuck up. I mean, really? Women are breaking everything. He's really not yeah. giving them a shot. No. Yeah. Because men were apparently only inventing shit to get laid. Yeah. And now women are like, I want to do stuff. And he's like, uh, no. They're all going to lay each other now. Edison's friends in Paris convinced Tesla to go meet Edison in America. All right. The meeting with Edison. Oh, this is a quote. The meeting with Edison was a memorable event, memorable event in my life. I was amazed at this wonderful man who without early advantages in scientific training, had accomplished so much. Within a few weeks, I had won Edison's confidence. Okay. The SS Oregon, a steamer was having problems, and Edison was upset about it because it had all this electrical shit on it. Okay. So Tesla went to the ship, worked all night, and fixed all of the short circuits. At 5 in the morning, he was headed home, and he bumped into Edison and Bachelor. When Tesla told him he had been working all night fixing the ship, oh, Edison boy. just stared at him and then walked off. <laughs> but when he had gone some distance... Oh, boy. There's more. He remarked, Bachelor, this is a damn good man. <laughs> what? Because he had no social skills. You say, you say it to the guy's face. Yeah. You say... Fuck, that was a great job, Tesla. You don't walk off 90 feet and go, how about that guy? <laughs> like, what is he, my father? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. 
From this point on, Tesla had the freedom to work when he wanted. Okay. So. Nice. Edison loves him. Yeah. During this period, this is a quote, I designed 24 different types of standard machines, which replaced the old ones. The manager had promised me $50,000 on the completion of this task, but it turned out to be a practical joke. This gave me a painful shock, and I resigned my position. Jesus. So he quit Edison's company because some guy was like, yeah, we're going to make, make 24 of those. And he was like, okay. And he made him. And he's like, let's fuck it with you. I don't know. I'm not going to give you any money. What you I quit. Edison said, Tesla, you don't understand our American humor. When you become a full-fledged American, you will appreciate an American joke. You'll appreciate that you had to make 24 of something for a LARF. It's a prank. <laughs> yeah, it's a really Come long. Come it's a prank. The long game. Long game. You're a sport, sore sport. Yeah. Uh, but Tesla was done. In 1882, Edison launched Pearl Street Station in New York City, the first modern electrical lighting utility. Within a year of its opening, Pearl Street served more than 500 customers, including the New York Times. Wow. Offering both reliable power generation and efficient and safe distribution, Pearl Street served as a catalyst for cost-competitive incandescent lighting. The New York Times forever would back Edison. And it, was, it only went out like three hours in the entire time. He put it up. Really? Never failed. That's crazy. Public utilities were being created, but no one really had an idea of what was right or wrong in their development. From 1880 to 1884, J.P. Morgan poured money into the Edison Company with success and profitability. Now, J.P. Morgan is a crazy, crazy rich guy. Yes. There was a great deal of competition for the production of incandescent lamps. None of Edison's competitors had the same financial backing. Starting in the late 1880s, Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla were engaged in a battle now known as the War of the Currents. Okay. There we go. All right. Edison developed a direct current, currently that runs continually on a single direction, like in a battery or a fuel cell. During the early years of electricity, direct current, also known as DC, mm -hmm. was the standard in the U.S., but direct current is not easily converted to a higher to higher or lower voltages. Tesla believed that the alternating current, AC, was the solution to this problem. Alternating current reverses direction a certain number of times per second, 60 in the US, and can be converted to different voltages relatively easily using a transformer. Hmm. So there you go. All right. So they set the stage. Yeah. One, one is simple. One is, yeah, one DC and then yeah, the DC's Tesla's really pushing simple. DC's me. like the current. It still sounds a little bit like Edison as a youth. <laughs> Edison, not wanting to lose the royalties he was earning from his direct current patents, began a campaign to discredit AC. <laughs> yeah, right? Smear campaign. Yeah. Tesla would spend a year in the testing rooms of Westinghouse Electric working on the AC motor. He was paid an enormous salary, and George Westinghouse, in return, got the patent for the AC induction motor and various other devices. The fact was, the Westinghouse alternating current system was cheaper and delivered lower-cost electricity. Westinghouse continued to win municipal contracts based on his cost advantage. However, Edison had the support of J.P. Morgan's money. When Westinghouse tried to move into New York City, the politicians closed ranks on him. He was forced to use overhead wiring while Edison laid underground wires. The overhead caused serious safety problems, and resulting accidents got charged against Westinghouse in the press. Edison, because of his lack of education, did not understand the complexity of AC power. DC was simple, and he understood it. Also, AC current didn't lend itself to the trial and error approach of Edison. So he's, just, yeah. he's just being a fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. Edison cannot refute AC current on a technical basis, but he currently saw the safety problem with AC. One of the earliest deaths was a horse that had stepped on an AC line in Buffalo, killing the horse and the rider. Jesus. There was also a house fire in Pittsburgh. A boy was killed by touching a line and a Westinghouse repairman was also killed. <clears throat> Morgan controlled most of the city presses and these stories started to make headlines. Oh, God. The New York Times and other New York papers were relentless in their reporting of every AC current accident. <laughs> oh, God. It's just Fox fucking news. Motherfuckers. In 1888, Edison would find an ally in his fight against AC current. Harold P. Brown was an electrical engineer at Columbia University. Brown was a crusader against AC 
current. <laughs> what a life that is. A crusade. <laughs> because of the death of several of his colleagues. Oh, okay. Yeah, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that... That no. just means they fucked up using the AC yeah. current. It Don't doesn't mean it. that it's yeah. fucking coming into their house yeah. and killing no, them at it's night. It's not the boogeyman. <laughs> no, it's not like, oh, God, here comes the AC current. Run. I'm going to devote my life to making AC current look bad. <laughs> uh, Brown had compiled a list of over 60 deaths in a two-year period. He started to promote the killing power of AC. <laughs> killing <laughs> power. What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> At the same time, the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals asked Edison if electricity offered a humane way of killing animals. Brown was given free reign in Edison's lab to perform these experiments. And oh. Edison called in reporters to witness the tri- trials. The trials? They're co- that's what trials are. They're not for, they're for you. They're not for like, oh, whoop. boy, really screwed the pooch on that one. Let's try again. He paid 25 cents a piece to local children to bring in cats and dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus they promoted Christ. the term Westinghouse for electrical, ed- electrical execution. That's a nice, that's a nice spin. <laughs> no, no. That's sweet. There were high fives. Euthanasia. I mean, when they came up with that. Yeah, that works great. Ah, I've been Westinghouse. <laughs> Better than we shocked them to death. The Edison-Brown demonstrations became even more dramatic. Oh, God. A horse and cow are electrocuted for the press. Oh, God. Could you? Come on in, boys. We want to show you something. See that cow there? How about that? (laughs) I guess that's news. Pretty great, huh? Just like we did with all those dogs. All right, bring the horse in. Uh, We don't need to. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Just like the cow. (laughs) Make me look good in the articles. Brown even went to the Times to challenge Westinghouse to an electric duel running the two currents through their bodies. <laughs> so basically, what AC current works better. It's it better. provides way more electricity, so it can kill you. Yes. So they're like, ours is better because it's shit. You can't. You won't die from this. So then he goes in and goes, I challenge Westinghouse. We'll both hold our currents and see no. what happens. They only want to have a, like, a fucking. You just killed a cow, you fucking asshole. <laughs> He's like, that's not the right attitude for a kill off. Now get your shock stick and let's do it. <laughs> Brown then pushed the idea that AC could be used to execute criminals. <laughs> oh, God. Hey. Hey. Let's kill people. You, you know how this has been working on dogs and cats and cows and horses? Is it just me or does a prisoner weigh as much as a cow? <laughs> I think he weighs less. That's perfect. Oh, my God. You know what we should do? Kill him. We should kill the Let's people start with killing. the AC. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. Let's start killing these people. Edison also thought it was a dandy idea. When New York State sentenced... Whoa, whoa, whoa. When buddy. New York State sentenced convicted killer William Kemmler to death... He was slated to become the first man to be executed in an electric chair. Killing criminals with electricity, quote, is a good idea, Edison said at the time. (laughs) I'm on record. It's good. It will be quick. And so the criminal won't suffer that much. Just shooting someone in the brain. Oh, what? Far quicker. What are you talking about? Far more humane. I don't know if that's true. That's true. Oh, well, let's read on. Ah, okay. New York State expressed the desire to purchase three Westinghouse alternating current dynamos for executions. Jesus. But Westinghouse refused to sell them. (laughs) So the guy created the currents like, no, I'm not. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Good. So Brown built an electric chair using using AC in his design. Somehow Brown got his hands on some AC generators. August 6th, 1890... Kemmler was strapped. They're, the guys who like DC he, yeah. are now building, <laughs> AC. are now just killing shit with AC. Just because. It's fucking insane. Because of the morality of Westinghouse, <laughs> and they won't do it. Kemmler was strapped in a Harold Brown's chair at Auburn Prison and wired to an AC generator. Oh, the butterflies. When the current hit him, Kemmler's fist clenched so tight that blood began to trickle from his palms down the arm of the chair. Oh. His face contorted, and after 17 seconds, the power was shut down. Oh. Author Southwick, the, quote, father of the electric chair, a dentist, thought the idea... Thought up up the idea of electrocution while he was on the New York State Committee. 
He was in attendance and proclaimed to the witness, This is the culmination of 10 years we're going to study. We live in a higher civilization today. Like, like while a guy, while a guy smolders like bacon. His hands bleed from shock. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, then Kemmler began to shriek for air. Oh, oh, good, good. <laughs> Great good. God, he's alive, someone shouted. Oh. Turn on the current, turn on the current instantly, another screamed. This man is not dead. What the fuck? The generator needed time to build its current, and Kemmler wheezed and gasped as the electricity began to course through his body again. Uh. Some witness fainted while others vomited. Uh. It appeared that Kemmler was on the verge of regaining consciousness. The back of his coat caught on fire. Oh, my God. The current started up again, and Kemmler finally went rigid. The current stopped, and he was pronounced dead by Dr. Edward Spitzka, who who predicted there will never be another electrocution until next time. We're going to do a lot of these, actually. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh, that fucking, the fucking electric chair for years, like, yeah. sponges catching on fire on people's head. Like, they would wet people down, and then they would put a sponge up there, and then the sponge why, would catch on fire. Why not just shoot it them? Fucking, I don't know. I mean, I'm not even saying it's right to kill them, I but think, why not just do the thing that you Because already, a guy has to shoot the bullet, so they're thinking, it's like, I don't know. guy has to pull the fucking lever. Fucking shoot him. You're right. Shoot him. Shoot him. 17 seconds and he wasn't cooked. No, they were they were they were he had cooking to go a back human. in the oven. This didn't happen with the cow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're the guy who thought up the uh, eating the Alka-Seltzer thing, right? That's right. Yes, I tried to turn Maybe that's how we get rid of criminals. <laughs> Fill them with Alka-Seltzer and turn them into balloons. <laughs> Sky crime would increase, but other than that. How would you like to die, son? I want to become a balloon. <laughs> I'd like to be ballooned, please. The campaign was successful in putting fear in the general public for many years. Well, how? Why would it do that? Yeah, I can't believe. What, what about I that? Can't, I can't believe that. <laughs> for many years, people referred to the process of being electrocuted in the chair as being Westinghouse. Oh, God. <laughs> poor, poor Westinghouse. He's like, I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I, I didn't want to make I that. I said no. Well, it's yours. <laughs> Hope you're happy. Morgan and his partners basically controlled Edison at this point, and they needed him in the fight with Westinghouse, not off inventing gadgets. Morgan realized he needed to take management control of Edison's electrical companies. Huge amounts of money were being wasted in legal battles alone, not to mention all the inventing he was doing. Yeah. So in 1890, merging with another electrical company called Thomas Houston, General Electric was formed. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. In they bring ni- good things to life. Yeah. In Except 19- for when they're and, killing and now, people. Yeah, now they just make weapons. Yeah, yeah. Full circle. Cool. In 1893, the Niagara Falls Power Company decided to award Westinghouse the contract to generate power from Niagara Falls. All right. Tesla's childhood dream. Yep. Yeah. Although some doubted that the falls could power all of Buffalo, New York, 25 miles away, Tesla was convinced it could power not only Buffalo, but also the entire eastern United States. Wow. On November 16th, 1896, Buffalo, New York was lit up by the alternating current from Niagara Falls. By this point, General Electric had also decided to jump on the AC train. Oh, shocking. Oh, huh. But because oh, it's worse. Oh, because that works better. Because it's worse. Oh, you know what? The reason it kills people is because it works better. All right. We'll admit that it's good for killing, but that's it. <laughs> J.P. Morgan wasn't interested in winning the technical battle over currents. He wanted control of the electrical market. Behind the scenes, he drove a publicity campaign touting Westinghouse's mismanagement, thus driving its stock down, trying to starve out Westinghouse and buy the Tesla patents. Wow. Westinghouse now found himself in a position where a trade with General Electric made sense. Oh, jeez. The arrangement was announced on March 13, 1896. The two companies agreed to share patents and royalties using AC current. Westinghouse called on the inventor, pleading for Tesla to Tesla for an escape from the initial contract that gave Tesla royalties. Tesla tore up the contract, and the Westinghouse Electric Company was saved. Tesla won the current wars. Good. But he lost his royalties. But good. Good. Other stuff. The X-ray was discovered in 1895, and Edison quickly became began experimenting with it. Oh Jesus! This is a guy with no scientific <laughs> yeah. knowledge, really. He just this is the this is the guy that made the fucking the the nuclear reactor in his barn, right? Yes, in his shed. This is that guy. This is Han. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Edison made a type of x-ray machine, but soon noticed that the x-ray had poisoned his assistant. Oh. Mr. Daly, whose hair came out. And, Thomas? And whose flesh began to grow ulcers. Oh, Jesus. Edison then concluded, uh, I would not do, it would not do, so I dropped it. I don't care for the hair falling out and the ulcers and the whatnot. And how's Mr. Daly? No, oh. he's dead. Well, Daly began suffering from debilitating fatigue, body aches, and multiple burn-like lesions on his hands. These lesions turned out to be cancer that rapidly spread throughout his body. Daly lost both his arms to these malignant his lesions. Arms? And finally died a painful death in 1904. Thomas Edison was said to be haunted for the rest of his life by Daly's cancer and death and adamantly refused to have anything to do with x-rays. So he killed the guy. Lost his arms. Yeah. I don't want to see past that. I'll be like, take me out. Put me in the chair. In 1898, Tesla demonstrated the first radio-controlled boat at the Madison Square Garden Electrical Exhibition. (laughs) A fucking remote-controlled boat in 1898. He's a fucking stud. The other guy's killing people. This feels like a real Rube uh, (laughs) Cy Young battle. The following year, Tesla moved his work to Colorado Springs, Colorado, in order to construct a high-voltage, high-frequency tower for the U.S. government. The goal was to develop a wireless transmission of energy using the vibrating waves of the Earth to generate unlimited power and communications. Through this work, he lit 200 lamps without wires from a distance of 25 miles. What? Yeah. Jesus. Right? Yeah, crazy. And shot man-made lightning into the atmosphere using a Tesla coil, a transformer antenna he had patented in 1891. So he was shooting lightning, lightning. into the sky. Made lightning. And he was making lights turn on 25 miles away. Without from wires. Fucking tower. Yeah. So Look out, crows. Yeah. Hey, hero. Yeah. Yeah. That's the crazy. Crows were like, you win. <laughs> well, once you have lightning in your fucking wild card, the crows are like, all right, all right. In 1902, again with J.P. Morgan's backing, he was going to develop a system for transmission of radio and television signals. And the Wardiff Tower was built, Ward and Cliff Tower was built on Long Island. In 1904, Tesla went to J.P. Morgan and told them he intended to use this tower for the production of free power for everyone. Okay. Morgan responded, you mean to tell me, Mr. Tesla, that somebody can stick an antenna rod in the ground and another op- up one in the air and pick up all the free power they want and I can't put a meter on it and charge them? Cool guy. Morgan and other investors cut off all funding. The tower was completely abandoned and foreclosed on in 1916. <laughs> so he was going to create something fucking incredible. Yeah, I was going to say, because what the fuck? Free power. Yeah. He, we, yeah. We could have it still. Letter to the New York Times, May 23rd, 1909. Uh Uh-oh. Dear editor. (laughs) This is from Nicola. Okay. Tesla. Of all the evidence of narrow-mindedness and folly, I know of no greater than the stupid belief that this little planet is singled out to be the seat of life and that all other heavenly bodies are fiery masses of or lumps of ice. Most certainly, some planets are not inhabited, but others are. And among these, there must be life under all conditions and phases of development. The force of gravitation on Mars is only two-thirds that of Earth. Hence, all mechanical problems must have been much easier of of solution. And there are many other reasons why intellectual life should have been on that planet. To be sure, we have no absolute proof that Mars is inhabited. But there is one method of putting ourselves in touch with other planets, though not easy of execution it is simple in principle the apparatus is known as my wireless transmitter signed nikola tesla now a crazy person (laughs) he wants to contact other planets yeah well he thinks there's probably life on mars so i would like to call the people on mars (laughs) i'll take that narrow-mindedness from the december issue of popular electricity magazine 1912 Great magazine. Great. Very popular. So good. So people love popular electricity. It's a great magazine, and the articles are great, and they have great interviews, and it's really good. Yeah, it's great. Nikola Nikola Tesla believes he has found an electrical way of lessening the burdens of school life and the difficulties of acquiring education. A few months ago, Mr. Tesla laid before the superintendent of schools of New York, William 
Maxwell, a plan for making dull pupils bright by saturating them unconsciously with electricity. Um, <laughs> okay, so... It can do everything, electricity. Well... Mr. Maxwell, an eminently progressive and practical man, after careful investigation of Mr. Tesla's plan, arrived at the conclusion that the experiment could not possibly do the pupils any harm. Oh, no! <laughs> any harm? Wow, I really thought good was what was about to come out of your fucking mouth. Therefore, he endorsed it for a six-month trial. It, it has been announced that the experiment is first to be conducted on a class of mentally defective children. Oh, my God. The most difficult of all peoples to handle and the bane and trial of every school teacher's life. Jesus Christ. He acknowledges that his plan of stimulating dull pupils by saturating them with electricity is based on the well-known theory of stimulating plant growth by electricity, a theory which has been successfully carried out. <laughs> so... What the fuck? So, so he was like, well, it works on plants. So let's take these mentally defective children and uh, juice them. What? Hey, that kid's an idiot. Let's put some, fry him up a little bit. Have you tried cooking the boy? <laughs> well, you got to cook him a little. He's not done. I don't know what happened with that. I couldn't find anything else. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I think it went poorly. <laughs> I don't think we need to even know. Cooking third graders. Yeah. Edison died from complications of diabetes on October 18th, 1931. President Ho Herbert Hoover asked for America to dim their lights in honor. He Something held, they couldn't do with DC. <laughs> <laughs> he held 1,093 patents covering the creation or refinements of devices in telegraphy and telephony, electric power generation and lighting, sound recording, motion pictures, storage batteries, and mining and cement technology. It's a lot. Yeah. For a from, guy with a weird head. From Time Magazine, July 23rd, 1934. Last week, Dr. Tesla announced a combination of an invention which would make war unthinkable. The death ray. The beam, according... What's happening? I'm just a little worried about <laughs> what the rest of what you're about to say is. The beam, according to Tesla, would drop an army in its tracks, bringing down squadrons of airplanes 250 miles away. Tesla pointed out that the weapon is purely one of defense, since his beam must be generated in great immo immovable power plants. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's completely lost his mind. <laughs> death <laughs> now ray. He's just, now he's just grasping it. Once you make a death ray. Death rays fixing children. Yeah. Talking to Mars. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on here. Yeah, that seems a little too much. On January 7th, 1943, Tesla died at the age of 86 of coronary thrombosis in his bed at the New Hotel New Yorker where he resided. The FBI seized papers from his room two days later. He held over 700 patents, which included the modern electric motor, remote control, wireless transmission of energy, basic laser and radar technology, wow. the first neon and fluorescent illumination, first x-ray photographs, the wireless vacuum tube, the air friction speedometer for automobiles, and the Tesla coil, which is widely used in radio, television sets, and other electronic equipment. And the death ray. And the death ray. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Now, the reason that I decided to do this one, because there were so many stories about, about these two, a, yeah. a lot of which are fiction. There, there is... Edison was at one point blamed for... A, Electrocuting an elephant, uh huh. Because his elephants used to get executed all the time. Well, I, they, might, I might do a doll on that, but well, I started reading good. about it, and it's so horrifying that I decided not to do it. Yeah, but so he killed. They think he killed Edison, but it actually wasn't him. It was just a company in New York called the New York Edison. It was just a company. Uh huh. It wasn't actually he actually had nothing to do with it. It was just a company named after him. Right. So people think to this day think that he killed. Topsy the elephant, I think it's called. Topsy the elephant. Topsy, but he didn't actually do it. So there's a bunch as of, long as Topsy died. A lot of the uh, a lot of the Tesla Edison battle shit didn't pan out. It wasn't real. A lot of it's so like right, probably because they were trying to slander one another. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then now people have taken sides. There's like the whole you know people on. Reddit are like Tesla was the fucking man. <laughs> like you know, it's totally. <laughs> I'm like, at least I'm glad we can't bury the hatchet on this one. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, listen. Yeah. Crazy. Um, happy dollop. Dollops. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to "We're Here to Help" with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.